welcome to another episode of MHV's Off the Trail. And today we have a really special episode because we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to everyone's heart, and that's fraud. And our guest today is Charles Bro, AVP of Asset Protection here at MHV. Hello, Charlie. Good morning. How are you? I'm good and yourself? I'm awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Let's take a minute and just talk to us about what asset protection is and what it is that you do here at the credit union. Two of the areas uh, that fall under asset protection are security and fraud. And as it pertains uh, to our discussion here today, um, fraud on many levels, everything from card fraud to loan fraud, internet fraud, elder abuse. Um, Unfortunately, there's too many categories to talk about in this day and age. So let's kind of dive right into it and talk about some common fraud practices, right? Like you said, there's too many out there, uh, unfortunately, but there are some biggies that we do see affecting a lot of our members and a lot of other people in the community. So let's hit on some of of those common fraud practices that people should be on the lookout for. Yeah, certainly. Uh, One of the biggest areas that we see, one of my biggest areas of concern is elder abuse as a whole, and certainly from a financial standpoint. Um, Many of the experts in the industry will tell you uh, elder abuse will be the next financial crisis in this country. Uh, It was mortgage fraud years ago. Student loan debt is often discussed. Um, Elder abuse is just a, a growing problem for a number of reasons. We have more people living longer, and as you get into those people that are in their 70s and 80s that are becoming victims, Um, It's also very important to educate the people that are in their 50s and 60s Mm, for two reasons. Number one, they're the people that are looking after those folks in their 70s and 80s. And in a matter of time here, they're going to be there themselves. Right. Right. So it's it's, uh, you know, education and elder abuse is is really a a big one. And I can certainly um, I can talk to some of those scams. Mm hmm. One of the biggest problems that we see are just these random phone calls that senior citizens get, and there's always that the fear and that pressure right. that the callers will put on uh, those potential victims. And you know, unfortunately, with today's technology, uh, caller ID being what it is, mm-hmm. these calls look like they're coming right. from either a legitimate financial institution or you know they'll just they'll spoof it such that it looks like it's coming from the IRS right. or I've right. seen ones that just say U.S. government and that immediately puts that fear mm-hmm. into into those elders. Um, the, the simple fact is, be it the IRS or any local police department or court, whatever the case may be, no one is going to pressure someone to buy gift cards and right. pay over the phone. That's right. just not the way it works. Right. Um, but these callers, you know, this is what they train to do. Mm-hmm. And they, they sound so convincing, and they put so much pressure on these people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that, that they feel obligated to act right away. Right. And, and boy, some of the stories that we see are just heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah, that emotional factor, I have a coworker whose grandmother received a call from her quote-unquote granddaughter, yeah. right, saying, I'm in jail, I need you to bail me out, I need you to wire this money. Yeah. So it's very much an emotional an emotional thing for the victims. Absolutely. Uh, and unfortunately, we, we see those on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have, we have um, seen members come into, to, uh, the, the credit union and try to take out large sums of cash, mm-hmm. um, which I'm hopeful for, prompts a discussion between our staff and that member to try to find out, uh, you know, what, 
really what what's the what's the root cause here? What are right. what are we dealing with? And we we've prevented a number of those scams. Yeah, they're uh, you know for lack of a better description, this, the scammers are heartless. They right. will use emotion. They will make people you know. And social engineering being what it is, it's not hard to go on Facebook or any other social media and right. find the names of family members and children and everything else. And so. Uh, you know, it can make it sound like, uh, you know, they they had my granddaughter or my grandson's right. first name. Not hard to figure out right. exactly. in this day and age. Um, exactly. And they're pressured to send money for bail or, mm -hmm. or they've been in a terrible accident, send money for medical bills. Mm -hmm. Again, the simple fact is no no one should ever go buy gift cards <laughs> and send them send those right. send those card numbers uh, i think we've all gotten the call that your social security number is suspended yes. you know we've all got you know that's another one um, passed outstanding debts mm -hmm. be it at a local court or a state or a federal level um, but again you know the, the, to use the irs as an example um, they will always contact you by mail first. Right. They would never call and pressure people to, to send money, and it has to be done within a certain period of time right. or you'll be arrested. Right. That, that's just not the way it works. Right. right. Uh, so elder abuse is, a, is obviously a big common yeah. one. What's another one? Uh, again, we see a lot of online work scams. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the times the victim per se will receive a check and they are instructed to do in any number of things with that check um, to cash that check uh, we sent you too much money by accident please wire us some back right. through western right. union <laughs> or MoneyGram or whatever mm -hmm. the case may be or uh, it's just as easier to buy gift cards and send us back the card information uh, some of the job descriptions can look very legitimate and um, you know that that little red flag that should go off in the back of your head is as these you know the website mm -hmm. looks good the emails look right. good um and then they'll ask you to buy your own laptop or buy your own software yes. to do this job if someone's hiring you to do a job they'll provide you with the equipment that right. you need they're right. not going to send you the money and make you go buy it because mm -hmm. that's where the scam happens mm -hmm. um you know we see a number of those and, and the important thing to remember anytime that anyone receives a check in the mail mm -hmm. There's always that pressure to act very quickly before that check gets sent to the Fed and comes back as a counterfeit. So a lot of times, right. this is only good for 48 <laughs> hours, or you must act within the next 24 hours because they're trying to get people to negotiate that mm. check and send money back. Send, once that money is sent, it, it's gone. It's right. rarely, if ever, is that money recoverable. Right. So I, I can't stress that enough. Right. Uh, What's another big one? I can't tell you how many times we see people give someone access to their home computer, oh, right? Yeah. We, we've seen this so many times. Um, you know, the, the typical scam, they'll use Microsoft, they'll use Google, they'll mm -hmm. use the name of some very common company. Uh, you know, we've discovered a virus on your website, uh, on right. your computer, excuse me, right. or uh, your antivirus, uh, we can tell it's expired. Mm -hmm. And they're giving these people remote access to their computer, and then they're having them log into their home banking. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, now the fraudsters have, you know, complete access to, to your, to your right. finances. Right. And they're transferring money between accounts. And then mm -hmm. they're telling the victim, oh, we accidentally made a, a deposit of too much money in, into your account. That money didn't come from the fraudster. It came from one of the victim's other accounts. Right, right? They're right. just not scrolling down the screen far enough to right. see that. Um, and then they're getting those people you know, to, mm -hmm. to send them money. And, mm -hmm. and in all of these cases, as soon as that money is sent, 
the the emails stopped, the right. text matches has stopped. Right. You know, everything is returned, mm-hmm. and you know, um, the difficult thing in today's day and age is we're not chasing people. We're not physically going after people. Right. We're chasing IP addresses. Mm-hmm. We're chasing ghost phone numbers. Mm-hmm. We're chasing, you know. We don't even know half the time where people are, if they're even in this country. Right, you know, right. They can be anywhere in the world right. and, and committing these frauds. So it's, it, it, it can be very frustrating. It's frustrating, and it's frightening. You know, it's a frightening thing to contemplate if you're a member of the community thinking about this. So let's talk about what are some signs, what should people be on the lookout for, that they could be uh, potentially becoming a victim of fraud? I would say certainly in getting back to the elder abuse mm-hmm. um, the elder abuse instances, I, I would I would say to those those children, maybe who are now middle aged or those caregivers, mm-hmm. um, you know, once those phone calls start, they never stop. Those right. phone numbers go on to to you know mailing lists that just that are just sold and go out um, when they're repeatedly getting phone calls for mm-hmm. for offers or repeatedly getting phone calls pressured into um, you know to send money or they've been the you know. They have an old outstanding debt, or, right, or they've right. won the lottery, or whatever you know. They, the lottery they, you never entered. They they won a lottery to something that they didn't even know that particular that particular sweepstakes existed, right. but they're convinced that they won mm-hmm. it. Uh, when a lot of those phone calls begin to come in, certainly that's a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, getting checks in the mail. Uh, right. for these overnight FedEx or UPS envelopes for checks that they weren't expecting usually mm-hmm. is the sign of some type of online communication mm-hmm. where that person's been talking to somebody online. Right. Um, so those are certainly two things to look out for. So what can people do to protect themselves? Uh, it's, you know, it, it, they, like you said, the fraudsters kind of operate in this nebulous territory. Yes, they right? It's not like some bad guy walking up to you on the street. So what yeah. can people do to protect themselves? From a phone call standpoint, there is uh, just hang up, really. Mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot stress that enough. Um, I know that is easier said than done in some points because, um, you know, as I said, the, the, these people will read scripts. They, they train right. in how to play on people's fears and emotions. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no reason to engage on the phone with people. Just hang up the phone, right. whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, call your own police department. Call your own financial institution. Mm-hmm. Check in. Go to your financial institution. Right. Check in with those people. Talk to, talk to somebody like myself or, mm-hmm. or somebody in my field. Um, who has experience in these types of situations right. and, and, and can, you know, educate the member and, and save them and the credit union from potentially very large losses. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly when, if people have been, um, you know, the, the victim of a scam or certainly if their identity has been compromised, um, you know, in terms of the three credit bureaus, right, mm-hmm. um, Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, really two things. You want to file a fraud alert with the three credit bureaus, right. and, and my personal feeling is it is an it is an excellent idea for everybody mm-hmm. to freeze your credit. Okay. All right, and you can file a credit freeze with the three credit bureaus. The thing to remember with a credit freeze is 
if you then yourself legitimately right. go to open a credit card or buy a vehicle mm-hmm. or something where you're you have to unfreeze you, it, right. you ha- it, that applies to you just as mm-hmm. equally as it applies to the fraudsters right so a credit freeze um i'll just i want to stop you there for a yeah. second essentially the credit bureaus um lock down your credit so if anybody attempts to apply for anything it's automatically shut down that is correct right? and and that is that is an excellent tool mm-hmm. to use um Another thing that I that I highly recommend is do not ever give your debit card and PIN number to someone, right. even a family member. Mm-hmm. And don't write your PIN number down on the back of your debit right. card. If you lose your debit card, right. you know, it's, 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 it's a free-for-all. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and home banking is, is just as, you know, we've seen so many scams where um, – you know, somebody is speaking with somebody online. Mm-hmm. They're potentially in some type of either a business deal, uh, buying and selling an item, or some type of an online employment. Right. And the scammer will say, "Listen, rather than me send you a check or whatever the case may be, let's do just, just for ease, for logistical ease, just give me your home banking mm-hmm. username and password, right. and then I'll remote deposit a check through my phone. Mm-hmm. I'll remote the deposit the check right into your account." Mm-hmm. Um, um, that is just a recipe for disaster. Right. Your username and password for your home banking um, are very valuable, and they should not go out to anyone mm-hmm. ever. And I, I cannot stress enough um, how important that is. We've seen, we've seen members incur some huge losses mm-hmm. because they were too trusting of people. Right. Um, Never give your debit card to anybody. Never give your home banking right. credentials to anybody. Right. Very important. And your home banking credentials should be fairly complicated to figure out it shouldn't be your first name to log in it should be not <laughs> anything to do if anybody you know if anybody knows you right if they know you're a sports fan they love you love your pets yeah you love your car right uh yeah absolutely and 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 it sounds so elementary it almost sounds condescending yeah. to say it and i don't mean for it to but so many people do that mm-hmm. it should not be anything connected to anything Mm -hmm. that somebody could figure out about you. The other thing that goes hand in hand with that is um, you should not have one password for (laughs) your work computer, all your programs, your home banking, Mm -hmm. your credit card, Mm -hmm. your your store cards. People will do that for for ease. Um, Once that's compromised, they're all compromised. Mm -hmm. So different passwords for different accounts and difficult ones to figure out are very important. Right. And be careful of what you say, and I don't want to go too far off the path here, but be careful of what you share on social media because that's where people figure out the names of your dogs, mm. your favorite sports teams, where you bank. All of these types of things are all broadcast on social media if you're not careful in how you use that. <laughs> no true words were ever <laughs> spoken. And, and, you know, the, the issue from a fraud perspective becomes um, social media has become just such an integral daily part Mm -hmm. of so many of our lives Mm -hmm. that we take for granted Mm -hmm. how much information we share because so many of us can stay in contact with friends, family, old classmates, whatever the case may be. And, you know, those are in many cases, uh, how do you say this? 
those are those are good memories those are good emotions those are happy things that you share even Mm -hmm. though you don't see everybody ever see people every day you can stay in touch with them and you end up living your lives out there on the internet Mm -hmm. and and to your point um it is just as you know Mm -hmm. your friends and family might be looking at that but people 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 with you know bad intentions right. can be looking at Absolutely. that too and it's unfortunate that we have to think that way mm-hmm. but it is just it's, so true and right. it's so so important right yeah. so um let's say unfortunately someone has become the victim of one of these fraud schemes mm-hmm. what do what do they do now what's the next step certainly um you know i always encourage people um you know, to notify law enforcement, mm-hmm. you know, certainly if you notify them at the local or even the county or the state level, mm-hmm. because jurisdictionally these frauds happen over such large areas right. from time to time, they, you know, it's important. I think it's important for people to understand that law enforcement at the local level may be limited in, in what they can do. Mm-hmm. With that said, I encourage them, um, you know, to, to notify the police right, and at right. least file a police report. Again, we talked about the fraud alerts on the three credit bureaus. Mm-hmm. Very important. We talked about uh, the credit freezes. Um, the Federal Trade Commission website has some excellent information okay. on what to do if you're the victim of identity theft. Mm-hmm. Um, I highly encourage people to look at that. And, you know, the, the most important thing, even for people that have not been a, a, a victim of fraud, just monitor your monitor your transactions right, you know pe- right. people look at you know people won't look at their credit card statements until they get one and mm-hmm. you know either on, on email or in the mail the following month it's important to monitor mm-hmm. you know i'm not saying you have to look at it 12 times a day right but it's important to monitor y- your accounts and your transactions right. that that to me is one of the easiest ways uh, to, to prevent a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charlie, I want to go back to something you said earlier in the episode, and you spoke about, um, you know, that you, the staff may have interactions with members where mm-hmm. they're um, trying to figure out if they're the member is a victim of fraud. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of want to point that out because sometimes those questions can seem intrusive, right? Well, why are you asking me where I got the yeah. check? Yeah. So it's important, I think, for people to understand that here at MHB and certainly at other financial institutions, staff is asking those questions to help prevent a potential fraud situation. That's correct. And, and you know, certainly if, if it's, uh, um, you know, if you're dealing with a, a transaction that is just, so out of character right from normal transactions or if if you're you know i've seen members come in that are visibly upset Mm -hmm. you know you you know again to your point understand um the interaction between the staff and the member is is certainly not meant to be intrusive right it's it's meant to to help it's meant to Mm -hmm. you know certainly try to protect that member um you know from from a potential loss and and the credit union Mm -hmm. as well right so right that's a good point. Charlie, is there anything else that you want to add today to help people understand fraud? Again, I just, um, you know, a lot of it just goes back really to, to common sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that, le- w- that we live in a world today where there are people in parts of the world who make their living mm-hmm. right. trying to scam other yeah. people out of money. And mm-hmm. they will use, you know, they will use fear and, and pressure and emotion and other tactics to try to do mm-hmm. that. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's true. Right. And people have to be cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, um, if there's, you know, there should be no question in anybody's mind. Uh, um, you know, if, if if you receive one of these calls, mm-hmm. if, you've, if there's the slightest bit of doubt, hang up the phone. Yeah. Um, 
get a hold of a family member, come into a branch, meet, right. meet with a member of the staff, call your local, call your local authorities. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can't stress that enough. Right. I, it, it breaks my heart to go back and talk to people who said, um, boy, I can't believe I fell for this, right. you know, mm-hmm. and it's so easy to get caught up in things like that. And again, with, with the, with the, the fear and the pressure that, 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 that people who, who facilitate this type of activity will use. But, um, again, just common sense. Right. I can't stress it enough. Right. All right. right. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining oh, us. I really appreciate your time. And thank you all for tuning in. As always, if you have any feedback or topics that you would like us to discuss here on MHV's Off the Trail, feel free to email us at podcast at mhvfcu.com and we will see you next time.